Update, brought to you by Simcox Advocates, advising businesses and families since 1949. Visit simcox.com or call 690-300. Manx Radio's Update with Andy Wint. Fast am I. Good evening, it's half past five. This is Update for Tuesday, 12th of December 2023 from Manx Radio. 30 minutes looking at the latest news on the Isle of Man. Background to that news, we've got sport and business and sea watch and travel updates and the newsmakers in person this evening. The Chief Minister's confident on population growth. Electricity is going up from next April. Union ballots for industrial action against the steam packet. The LFT is inundated with gas complaints. And who's painting symbols on houses in Peel? Man Benham for all your business and legal needs. First of all, at 29 minutes ahead of 6 o'clock, the update news headlines. Fast to my Simon Richardson. Fast to my. Electricity prices on the Isle of Man will rise again next year. Manx Utilities has confirmed the standard domestic rate tariff will increase from 30 pence per unit to 31.7 pence. It claims the price of electricity on the island will still be comparable to the United Kingdom. The Chief Minister has been answering questions about the plan to increase the island's population in the coming years. He insists the government is confident in addressing the issues that may arise. A previous report by Statistics Isle of Man revealed 35% of new residents leave within five years of arriving. Tinwald has voted unanimously to approve a new five-year homelessness strategy for the Isle of Man. It sets out an ambition to end the issue on the island and create a legal right to housing. Further afield, it's understood a former minister who quit over Rishi Sunak's Rwanda plan is minded to vote against it in the Commons later. Robert Jenricks told MPs the bill could be so much better as the government tries to avoid a damaging Tory rebellion on the issue. And an asylum seeker living on board the Bibby Stockholm barge has died. The vessel is moored at Portland in Dorset and is being used by the UK Home Office as an alternative to hotels for housing those waiting for their claims to be processed. Those are the headlines. I'll be back with more news at six. Secure tomorrow today with Man Benham's guidance on powers of attorney and more. Manx Radio Weather with Manx Glass and Glazing. Goromaya, thank you, Simon, from the Ronaldsway Met Office. Still got that strong wind warning in operation for the North Irish Sea. State of Sea is moderate this evening and overnight. Isolated showers on the island this evening. Then clear spells later in the night and a fresh to strong north-north-easterly. Overnight minimum is 4 degrees Celsius. Ukraine Wednesday, dry with sunny spells tomorrow and a fresh northerly falling light after lunch. Top temperature 8 degrees, pleasant afternoon, chilly tomorrow evening, then thickening cloud overnight with rain in a fresh to strong southwesterly down to 7 through the night. And for Thursday, Jordan, any rain will soon clear, then dry with sunny spells in a uh, moderate to fresh westerly up to 9 Celsius. Tides on the way back in. High waters 5 past 11 tonight. Low tide 23 minutes past 5 in the morning. Sunrise 29 minutes past 8. And the morning high water at 5 past 11. Manx Glass and Glazing are proud to be an approved contractor with Construction Isle of Man. Call the team on 674-573 or visit the showroom on the Snugborough Trading Estate. 
Chief Minister insists Manx government remains confident of addressing the Isle of Man's population issues. Alfred Cannon, MHK, has been questioned today on recent findings on those taking up residence and then leaving the island. It has been estimated that the island's population has grown by around 461 people between the census of 2021 and Q1 2023, with the rate of increase trending upwards towards the end of the period. The 2023 population report demonstrates that the average age of migrants settling on the island is in fact lower than the population as a whole. The 2023 report projects that the island's population would reach around 92,000 in 2036 if current levels of inward and outward migration are maintained. There is clearly much to do if we are to realise the benefits of growth, but I am looking forward to continuing to work across all government departments to identify solutions which will increase our overall population and rebalance our age demographics to build a secure, vibrant and sustainable future for this island. I mentioned Mr Morehouse. With regard to retention, the report suggests that around 35% of new residents leave the island within five years of their arrival. Does that raise serious concerns about the stickability of new residents and cast a shadow over the current strategy? Well, there's always expected to be a churn of residents in any society and it should be recognised that some people will only intend to come and live and work here for short periods of time. To that end, we must continue to to focus on inward migration as the primary method of increasing the working population to account for this churn and indeed to achieve our greater population ambitions. Nevertheless, Mr President, it is also important that those living here and contributing to society feel welcomed into our community and supported by the government. I'm confident that our, our projections are in line with our, our sort of forecasted infrastructure planning. The Office of Fair Trading says it's been inundated with complaints from gas customers who are struggling with building issues or disconnection threats. The Communications and Utilities Regulatory Authority, Cura, regulates gas prices, while the Office of Fair Trading, the OFT, deals with consumer issues. Tim Glover, MHK, says there's a good reason for keeping the two separate. There isn't a case for Cura and the OFT to be one and the same, and the reason for that is that Cura do the regulation of gas prices and the regulation of the gas provider, and OFT's role is as the consumer champion. So if there are issues like there seem to be in the case you're mentioning, come to OFT. We're dealing with an awful lot of uh, uh, billing issues and disconnection threats at the moment. Uh, in fact, almost exclusively running a, a customer hotline on that uh, particular area at the moment. So come to OFT if you do have issues as a consumer. Do you think that sometimes leaves a bit of a gap in terms of accountability? No, and the, the reason for that's pretty clear in that there might come a case where we need to investigate the regulator and if we're tied up as one and the same we can't do that we'd just be investigating ourselves so that's the reason for the separation uh, and, and it is a good reason because uh, we can then at any moment if we feel the case is necessary we can investigate Cura. And what powers then does the OFT have? Limited is the truthful answer. I do think and certainly it's something I'm going to try and push for as chair is to have a few more powers in the interests of the consumer and their rights so that we can have a little bit more bite about us but uh, at the moment I don't think that is the case. They do a fantastic job. They've had a high degree of success uh, with the uh, billing issues and with the uh, disconnection issues that have come to light over the last best part of two years so they're doing a fantastic job as it is but I think they could do an even better job if they just had a little bit more teeth. Update 
Brought to you by Simcox Advocates. Members of the Maritime Trade Union Nautilus have been balloted over possible industrial action against the Steam Packet Company. Paper slips were issued in late November and they'll be expected to return them with their decision by Monday next week. The union's senior national organiser Gary Elliott was asked what the likely outcome will be. We've had six previous consultations over a two-year period in respect to this issue and on every occasion there's been a high participation and a high rejection rate and so we would believe that the industrial action ballot that's now occurring will provide the same results. The workers need to accept the changes proposed by the steam packet by the 22nd of December but this ballot doesn't close until the 18th of December. What we have is um, a situation that obviously amongst the legislation we've got to we've got to abide by the timescales that are put in place but on the 18th of December that will give us a mandate uh, to consider what form of industrial action is likely and what we'll be taking forward in the coming weeks. When I last spoke to the steam packet, they said if one of their staff came to them with a genuine reason why they can't accommodate the live on board model, they would be flexible and reassign them to a different vessel that didn't require that. But they say they've only had one person come to them with an issue and that they did reassign them to work on the Mananan. Yeah, I think that says everything, doesn't it? They've only had one employee come and speak to them, indicates the element of trust that's transit across the company at the moment where their workforce feel completely that they cannot approach their employer to discuss their issues at hand because they don't believe their employer is going to deal with it on a fair and equitable basis because the employer has made it crystal clear that it's it's our way or up the highway it's fire and rehire it's termination of contracts of employment it's of no interest to them that people with 30 20 30 years loyal service to them can be given two or three weeks notice that there's going to be a termination of employment it's completely unacceptable and their employees see that they see right through that electricity is on the way up manx utilities will increase its domestic tariffs from 30p per unit to 31.7p from the 1st of april next year after changes were approved by timwald this afternoon as the mua chair john wannenberg mhk timwald is required to approve increases to the sewage rate in accordance with the sewage act of 1999 the increase in the sewage rate is expected to increase Max Utilities revenues by £800,000. The average annual increase for domestic customers is estimated to be approximately £19 per household. Work undertaken by NERA in May 2023 assumed inflationary increases in tariffs and charges and demonstrated that this was sufficient for Max Utilities to meet its financial obligation. Whilst no chair of Max Utilities wishes to increase customer tariffs, such increases are vital to enable core infrastructure and investment in the services provided to maintain appropriate levels of quality and reliability. Over the last couple of years, Manx Utilities and the previous chairs, three of whom sitting here today, have sought to shield its customers from the full increase in costs it has been facing from the energy crisis. These cost increases impact the costs of providing water and wastewater services due to the consumption of energy at treatment works and pumping stations. Whilst it was expected to have completed the planned pricing review before now, the remaining volatility in wholesale energy markets has meant delaying the review will allow a further stabilisation and hopefully a further reduction in costs that could have been locked in to a review undertaken over the, the previous summer. Sea Watch with the Isle of Man Steam Packet Company. Well, the vessel Manxman left Hesham at uh, five past two. She's safely into Douglas Harbour, shining brightly on the link span and will be departing this evening at 7.45, arriving in Hesham at half past 11.
Overnight departures 2.15 from Lancashire, back to Douglas at 6 tomorrow morning. And the morning departure for Wednesday, 8.45, Mangsman to Hesham. Follow the Steam Packet on Twitter for the latest sailing information. Laxey Flour Mills is being considered for protected building status. The story from Lewis Foster. The four-storey building has stood for more than 150 years, having first opened on the 27th of February 1861. It survived three calamitous fires in that time, the first in 1873, the second in 1921 and another in 1946. Despite the impact of the fires, and not to mention two world wars, the building is still in use today, with the mill producing flour using solely Manx-grown grain. Fast forward to 2023, however, and in its annual report, Laxiglen Mills said it had rarely faced so many challenges in its history, including a global pandemic, silo failure, a 1 in 20 crop failure, the battle against ageing machinery, and rapid cost increases. Its losses almost doubled in a year, following the loss of its big client Ramsey Bakery. Situated by Laxey Glen and the Laxey River, the mill building itself was designed by Robert Casement, the designer of the Laxey Wheel. It's believed to have been built by John James Moore, the builder of Moore's Bridge over Glen Roy. Inclusion onto the protected buildings register would see the restriction of any future demolition, alteration or extension of the site. Planning and Building Control is currently assessing whether the site meets the criteria for entry onto the register. Written submissions with respect to the proposal can be made until the 8th of January 2024. Manx Radio Business Briefing. At 16 minutes before 6, Pfizer, the American multinational pharmaceutical and biotech corporation, said today it had now received all regulatory approvals needed to close its $43 billion acquisition of CGen, the Seattle-based biotech company, after agreeing to donate the rights of royalties from the sales of its Bovencio cancer drug. In order to address uh, the US Federal Trade Commission concerns, Pfizer's chosen to donate the rights in America to the American Association for Cancer Research. And for a full daily market report, go to RamseyCrockall.com. Shares in one of the last names left from the big era of American department stores surged on hopes of a $5.8 billion buyout deal for Macy's. An investor group's offered to pay $21 for each share of the retailer that they don't already own, according to the U.S. media, citing unnamed sources. Macy's was founded 165 years ago and is famous for hosting the New York City Thanksgiving Day Parade. The company, parent of Bloomingdale's and makeup firm Blue Mercury, operates more than 720 stores in America. The offer values the firm's shares about 20% more than the $17.39 they were worth on Friday before reports of the proposal emerged in the media. Macy's declined to comment, as did Brigade Capital Management, one of the firm's reportedly involved in the bid. The other Ark House management didn't respond. The Stock Market Report brought to you by Ramsey Crookall. UK and European markets ticked lower as global investors digested the latest US inflation reading. The dollar paired losses, US crude oil prices dropped and gold was flat to the numbers from Ramsey Crookall at the close in London. The FTSE 100 down three hundredths of a percent, 7,542. The DAX in Frankfurt down two 
hundredths of a percent at 16,791. A short time ago in New York City, the Dow Jones Industrial up three-tenths of a percent, 36,508. The Nasdaq Tech Stocks Index in New York up two-tenths of a percent at 14,462. And in the Midwest, in Chicago, the S&P 500 up just over a tenth of a percent at 4,627. In the exchange markets, the British pound sterling trading at one US dollar, 25.5 cents, one euro, 16.3 cents, and 23 South African rand, 87.8 cents. In commodities, gold's down almost a tenth of a percent at $1,979 per troy ounce, and a barrel of Brent crude down three and seven tenths percent at $73.23. You've got an investment plan? Yeah, Mike set it up. But don't you need loads of money to do that? Not this one. It's called Shearwater from Ramsey Crookhall, and you pay in monthly as little as £100. So it's like saving regularly, really helping us invest in the future for a house, well, the kids' education. £100 a month? I could easily do that. <laughs> you should. The sooner you start, the better. Invest in your future with as little as £100 a month. Shearwater from Ramsey Crookhall, the island's investment specialist for 75 years. Call 717171 or visit ramseycrookhall.com. Licensed and regulated by the Isle of Man Financial Services Authority. Police in Peel are investigating incidents in which symbols have been sprayed outside at least two properties in the town. It follows reports on social media suggesting the marks could have been placed by persons intent on committing burglary. From Peel Police, Sergeant Scott Fielding. What we've been told so far is somebody's posted um, something on social media in relation to... uh, a noise overnight at an address in Peel, followed by some symbols on their property. Following on from that, we received a second call in relation to another address where the, a mark's been found. Through looking at this at the moment, we've not had anything to confirm any sort of form of theft or burglaries. Nothing like this has been reported to us. At the moment, we've got elements of what would cause criminal damage by spray of like graffiti spray. So at the moment, we're looking into that. We're looking further to see if there's anything else that we can link to it. But at the moment, we've just got two elements of criminal damage, which we're following up. All I'd say is that this time of year, especially on the build-up to Christmas, make sure that your valuables are locked away, your properties are secure, and your vehicles are kept secure. And if there is anything untoward or any concerns, make sure you do report it to the police. But I think the, the key thing at the moment is there's no need for undue concern. No, nothing to support anything else rather than a couple of um, marks put on properties at this time. Update. Brought to you by Simcox Advocates. Advising businesses and families since 1949. Visit simcox.com or call 690 300. Manx Radio Sport. Fast am I, Rob Pritchard. Fast am I. Good evening. Starting with martial arts and Manx Jiu-Jitsu competitor Hayley Curtis has come away with a bronze medal at this year's IBJJF World Nogi Championship. The Gracie Barra competitor was among some of the best fighters in the discipline across the globe at the event in Las Vegas, the USA, from the 7th to the 9th of December. She reached the last four and in the semi-final was moments away from victory with a shoulder lock submission in the dying seconds, but would lose the contest overall by just two points. But it wasn't the end of the road 
as, despite just missing out on the final, Curtis would secure bronze from the quarterfinal in which her opponent was disqualified. After 25 fights in 2023, Curtis has racked up a medal tally of six gold, three silver and nine bronze across regional, national, international and world competition. In football, a charity launched in memory of a Manx man who died suddenly of meningitis is hosting its first event this evening. Lucas Martin was just 21 when he died in September. His family has now started Lukey's Aid, which hopes to give opportunities to young people facing adversity. Its first fundraiser takes place tonight, which is a football game between some of Lucas's former teammates. It will see an Isle of Man Select 11 play a Moround Select 11. Lucas represented both sides at junior level in previous years. Kickoff is at 7pm at the Bowl, and the charity says an entry fee they'd appreciate any donations, either via the Lukey's Aid Just Giving page or via the donation buckets at the stadium. And in hockey, players aged 35 and over will be welcome to the Isle of Man early next year as a popular event returns in 2024. The Manx Hockey Association has announced the comeback of the annual Vets Tournament, which is scheduled to take place on the 27th of April next year. The organisation says it wants to make the 2024 occasion the biggest one yet, with current and ex-players invited to take part. Details on how to sign up are on the MHA Facebook page. Manx Radio Travel, driven by Keyside Tyres and Service Centre. Looking good around this way. Next in band 7.30, EasyJet from Gatwick's on time. The 10 to 8 Logan Air from London City's on time. The 5 to 8 Logan Air from Liverpool is on time. At bound 6 o'clock, patient transfer Logan Air to Liverpool's on time. Then it's the 10 past 8 return, EasyJet to Gatwick on time. On the roads... Face closures on the Ballock Hill Ferry Road in Colby for water main work. Temporary lights on the main road between Croyty Cayley Turn and Russian Roundabout in Colby for drainage work. And the Clanner Road in Solby's closed for resurfacing. In Douglas Hillside Avenue, closed to Circular Road for adjacent office window replacement. And a section of Switzerland Road closed for construction work till November next year. In Andrus, uh, the Key and Drogwood Roads closed in phases for water main work. Temporary lights in St Jude's on Andreas Road to the north of St Jude's for patching work. South of Kurt Michael, temporary closures on the Balalai Road for water main work. And in Onken, temporary lights on Whitebridge Road near Windermere Drive for gas repairs. And the Gradle Road's closed for telecom works just past the Gradle View entrance to King Edward Road. In Glen May, the Arrowsy Road's closed from Glen May to the shoulder for resurfacing. A stretch of the Baldoon Road in Lax is closed for sewer lining work. And uh, the Heritage Trail from Glenlock Campsite to Glenvine to Union Mills is closed for ditching work and tree maintenance. Keyside Tyres and Service Centre. Spread your payments interest-free. Get more with... Keyside! At the moment, nearly a fifth of all appointments at Nobles Hospital result in non-attendance. According to the Health and Social Care Minister, Laurie Hooper, MHK, he gave an update on the current trial for orthopaedics in which appointment letters are sent out just six weeks in advance. This is a pilot to test an approach to giving appointments in a reasonable time frame and to see if the number of DNAs or did not attends can be reduced, especially in those specialties with longer waiting lists. Currently, nearly one-fifth of all appointments in the hospital are DNAs, which is a significantly higher rate than seen elsewhere in the British Isles. The primary driver for this is therefore not to save money, but to increase efficiency by making sure that clinics are fully attended, which will reduce the overall average waiting times for all patients and minimise disruption. Will the new system mean that patients will have to wait months for a letter only to find out that they can't potentially attend the appointment? It is about making sure uh, that clinics are full and that... uh, 
process is more efficient. In tandem with these changes and the changes to the notification of appointments, there are also significant changes happening in the booking of appointments. Strictly speaking, this means that appointments will not be booked into the next available slot. Instead, referrals will sit on an outpatient waiting list until the next available appointment is six weeks away, at which point they will be booked and a letter issued. So from the patient perspective, they will not notice any difference in terms of when they're notified of their appointments, but it will avoid the current practice of any cancellations resulting in the patient effectively going to the back of the queue, which Manxcare accept is an unacceptable practice. So Manxcare advised that currently Nobles Hospital cancels approximately 1,600 appointments per month due to clinician unavailability. Uh, if this system works as intended, that number will be significantly reduced, and so you, you will massively reduce the chance that someone has a long-standing appointment that is then cancelled at relatively short notice, only to be rescheduled for another uh, long wait time. The intention behind this is to try and make things easier for patients and give them a lot more certainty so when they get an appointment date, they can be more confident that that is going to be their appointment. The Isle of Man in 30 minutes. Update on Manx Radio with Andy Wind. Six minutes before six, the Manx Dance Society is launching a range of British Sign Language courses in the new New Year. The three courses are designed to appeal to everybody, including complete beginners. Chief Executive of the Manx Deaf Society is Lucy Buxton. The introduction course is just five three-hour sessions, um, all taught by myself at the Manx Deaf Society with support from members of the deaf community. You are expecting someone when they come to the course to be a complete beginner and to have no knowledge of British Sign Language at all and to be honest the same goes for the level one course so those tend to be Tuesday evenings for those sessions and then a couple of weekends. The level two course is for somebody who's achieved their level one and wants to further and deepen their knowledge and be able to talk in greater detail with sign language users so someone like myself I have hearing loss, my hearing is deteriorating and will continue to do so so it's a useful skill for me to be able to have i will never be a sign language user but being able to communicate with some sign language to help support me um, is very useful you also have people who come along who have friends or family or work colleagues who are sign language users and they want to be able to interact better with them rather than the deaf person having to always lip read or an awful lot of guesswork goes on. And it can also be people who just have an interest in the language. Um, we don't have a huge sign language using population over here, but for the people here who do use sign language, knowing that there are more people around who you can see that someone is chatting to someone else using sign, you can say, oh, you know, I know a little bit of sign, nice to meet you, and it, it does make a difference. That's it for update tonight, compiled from the resources of Manx Radio's news department. Thanks to newsreader Simon Richardson, producer Amy Griffiths. After the news at six, the island's winter sky with Howard Park in Greater Sits with Chris Kinley at 6.30. The Folk Show with John Barker at nine and Dave Moore's Late Show at ten. And I'm back tomorrow at 5.30. W-I-N-T. Yeah.